Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. everybody. Welcome to the show. Today I'm recording the episode outside on my deck. And so I'm just going to forewarn you that there might be some sounds in the background. There might be some birds chirping or crickets or a car driving by. I have um, set up my desk outside on my deck because it's been really nice to just be able to work outside in the sunshine. And um, I brought my podcast mic out here so I don't have to keep moving back and forth every time I need to record an episode. So that is the game plan for today. Um, I am super excited about this episode because this is a topic of conversation that comes up all of the time. Anytime that I'm talking about, you know, breaking food rules or giving yourself permission to eat or intuitive eating. And so I'm going to start this episode like I did the last episode with a story. So Last weekend, I was at a yoga event and I was chatting with this gal about nutrition because she was asking what I do. And, you know, we're just making small talk. And so I told her that I'm in the intuitive eating space. And her response was not dieting and having food freedom sounds great and all, but if I let myself eat whatever I want, I'll just end up eating donuts and Doritos all day. Now, before I even get into unpacking this, I just want to pause for a second and invite you to think about how this lands. Can you relate? Do you feel the same way or have that same fear that if you allowed yourself, you would just have no control? Have you actually experienced this? Maybe you've tried eating intuitively, giving yourself permission and felt like it didn't work or you failed because you just couldn't stop eating the donuts and Doritos, or maybe for you it's chocolate and cookies. So in today's episode, I really want to break this down. So we're going to dive into why this happens because the girl that I was talking to is absolutely valid in that fear. You are absolutely valid in that fear. And so then the question becomes, is it possible to let go of dieting, let go of food rules and become an intuitive eater and eat in response to, you know, what you feel like you truly need, what is satisfying for you without clearing the shelves of all the sweet treats and chips. I also want to break down exactly what intuitive eating is because it's not just eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. And I think that there is a huge misconception about this. So yes, intuitive eating means that you eat in response to your body's hunger and fullness cues, but not exclusively. It doesn't mean that you only eat when you're hungry and that you always stop when you're full because then it just becomes another food rule. But it's also not just eating whatever the heck you want until you feel sick. However, that might happen. That likely will happen in the process of transitioning from a dieting lifestyle where you are following food rules, maybe you're following meal plans, maybe you're tracking your food, counting your calories, reading food labels religiously. Whatever it is that you are doing, whatever protocol you're following, you will likely have a period of feeling out of control as you are transitioning away from that into the intuitive eating space. So yes, one of the important parts of intuitive eating is giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. But that permission is not eating with reckless abandon. There is a difference. One of the important components of that unconditional permission to eat is curiosity. So asking yourself things like, why do I want this? Do I even want this? Where is this craving coming from if you're having cravings? Oftentimes, cravings are related to other nutritional deficiencies. 
Do I actually want this or am I nervous that I've already eaten too many calories today? It's getting really curious without judgment. That's the important part is without judgment. There can't be the conversation with yourself of, oh, I shouldn't eat this because then I'm bad. Or you can't make yourself feel guilty. You can't feel ashamed. There can't be hiding of any of these behaviors. And truly having unconditional permission to eat is what gets us to a place of having an emotionally neutral relationship with food and being at peace with it instead of constantly being at war with our minds and our bodies about everything we put into our mouths. So it's remembering that nutritionally, all foods are different. Emotionally though, all foods must be equal. Where I think it becomes challenging to understand is that it's not black and white. And most of us are used to rules. Most of us are used to being told this is right and this is wrong. Eat this, don't eat this. Follow this meal plan, take this supplement. We are so disconnected from our bodies that we are asking someone else how we should be eating, which sounds so ridiculous when you think about it. Like, yes, as a kid, obviously you're learning how to eat and you're learning, you know, how to nourish your body and you're exploring different foods and what you like and what you don't like, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good. But I think that if we really, really, really peel it back, that's maybe where it even starts is in childhood because we as the adults, as the parents are speaking our beliefs about food onto our children. And even if we're not speaking them, even if we're not verbally instilling the food fears that we have into our kids, you know, we're letting them have the Rice Krispies and the Doritos and the donuts, we might still be limiting them. We might still be saying, well, you can only have this after you've eaten your dinner, or you can only have a limited amount of this, or they are witnessing those conversations with ourselves, us with ourselves telling us that, you know, we can't have the thing because it's bad or it's going to make us gain weight or it's got too many calories or whatever it is. R-rated example here, but to offer perspective, it's like asking someone else to tell you how you like to be turned on or what you like in bed. No, that is your body's unique needs as is nutrition. So intuitive eating is totally the opposite of what we think we know about food. It's not black or white. It is gray as fuck. There are nuances and there's also no right way, which is also what can make it feel confusing. I have women that I work with oftentimes come to me and say, you know, as they're learning how to eat intuitively, they'll maybe say things like, I feel like I'm doing it wrong, or I just don't know what I'm doing. And the beautiful thing about intuitive eating is that there is no wrong way unless you are going back to dieting. That is obviously not intuitive eating. So if you are leaning into food restriction, following rules, making things off limits, like that's not it. But outside of that, there really is no wrong way. And like anything that you learn for the first time, with practice, it is going to get easier. You learn what your body likes. You learn what it needs. You become more connected to it. And you gain a sense of freedom that is never going to be found in a diet. I can promise you that. And if you've ever wondered if it's possible to eat those quote unquote bad foods and still be healthy or how to do that, if you've ever wondered how to stop weight cycling, so how to just live at a stable weight, how to stop calorie counting and limiting your portions while still eating with health in mind, that my friends is intuitive eating in a nutshell. So let's circle back now to the fear and let's unpack that a little bit more. So that fear of giving yourself permission and then eating like an asshole, AKA all the donuts and Doritos. First of all, yes, yes, this may happen. This likely will happen. And this happens because we make these foods off limits in the first place, maybe for months, maybe for years, maybe you've believed since you were a kid that donuts are bad for you. It's going to take time to retrain your brain and body to unlearn those beliefs, but you can. Think about giving a kid a bunch of donuts, for example. 
if nobody ever said these are bad for you, so you can only have one, they would learn by eating way too many in one sitting because they taste so good that it doesn't make them feel good. And they likely wouldn't do it again. Or maybe they would. And again, doing it a couple times, they'd realize, okay, when I eat two or three or four or five donuts, I feel like absolute shit. And I don't want to feel that way. And if we're not speaking over them, if we're not telling them that they are going to feel like shit, if we're not telling them that these foods are bad for them, for whatever reason, they're going to learn. As soon as we start to impose that external influence, we're taking that natural intuition away. And then we become adults and we go from following the household rules as household rules as kids to following society's food rules. We're told what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. And it honestly seems like there is something new to comply with every single week. It's overwhelming. Not only that, but there's morality attached to it. Like if you are on a particular diet or eating certain foods, you are somehow better than someone who had a donut for breakfast. Not true. I had a muffin for breakfast. That's what I've had so far. I mean, it is granted only 7 a.m. So I haven't had, you know, my full breakfast yet, but I just kind of needed something. I wanted to press record on this podcast before, you know, the day gets busy and there is a lot of traffic out. So I just needed something to kind of tie me over to get through the episode. But the point of that is that I am not a bad person because I had a chocolate chip muffin for breakfast. You are not a bad person because you have a donut when your friend is having raw vegetables with no dip, or maybe they are having dip. Regardless, whatever the situation is, we can't attach morality to our food choices. What happens when we're trying to follow restrictive rules is we end up thinking obsessively about food. And that might not happen immediately. You might be able to follow some sort of a diet or some sort of a meal plan or some sort of a restrictive protocol and not have obsessive thoughts about food. You might feel really, really good for a period of time. It might not be until a year or two years later that your body is in that state of deprivation and responding to restriction by obsessively thinking about those things. And that's often what leads to binging behaviors. It's that out of control feeling when you get your hands on a box of donuts or a bag of Doritos. This happens because we feel overwhelmed, hungry, and because subconsciously we tell ourselves that after this time, I'm just going to go back to being good. And these experiences reinforce that we can't control ourselves around those foods. So we just can't have them in our lives. In order to let go of that binge mentality so that you can have food freedom, you can have those foods in your house, you can drive through a Tim Hortons drive through. If you are in the States, you might not know what Tim Hortons is, but um, I would say it's comparable to like a Dunkin' Donuts. Anyways, you can go through there and not feel the need to have three or four or five donuts, or you can have cookies at your desk and have one on occasion as you want it, or a couple on occasion and not feel the need to hide them, not feel like you're going to eat them all in one setting. In order to get to that place, you have to give yourself permission to have access to those foods. You also have to accept that it's not going to be a change that happens overnight if you've had these beliefs about food for your whole life. I know that in today's day and age, we just want immediate change. Everything is very instant gratification. I like to say that we are a microwave society. You know, we want to put it in the microwave, press 30 seconds and have it. Or we want to put in the work today, take the action today and see the results yesterday. And that's not how this works. This process is not immediate. But once the beliefs do start to change, they will give you that freedom for the rest of your life. And so this is where I want to address the part about it not working. 
I can't give myself permission to eat anything because if I do, I just eat all of the crap food. If I don't follow a plan, if I don't have rules in place, then I'm only going to eat quote unquote crap food. So the solution and why it doesn't work for most people is because they aren't habituated. I'm going to interrupt this episode for just a minute to invite you to start your intuitive eating journey to truly discover what it's like to live in peace with food and accept your body. Maybe you've thought about what it would be like to live without food rules, but fear that you won't be able to control yourself around pizza, cookies, ice cream. Maybe you have a desire to eat without food guilt, but fear weight gain. That is why I created my 12-week intuitive eating program, a step-by-step guide to help you ditch the diet mentality and embrace food freedom. Inside the program, you have access to all the tools you need to help you understand your metabolism, eat healthy, satisfying meals, and never feel the need to go on another diet again. You also have access to one-on-one coaching calls with me to help design a custom game plan specifically for you. So if you're ready, I'd love for you to join me in the fall session starting September, 2023. You can grab your spot on the waitlist at bloombodycollective.com under the services tab, food freedom course, or click the link below. Whether you've tried intuitive eating in the past or you're sick of dieting and ready to discover what it's like to have a relationship with food that isn't stressful, this program will transform your life. All right, now back to the episode. Habituation is removing the novelty from a stimulus. So for example, chocolate ice cream may be your guilty pleasure. And when you get your hands on it, there's no chance it's making it back to the freezer. Great. Let it happen. And then go buy another tub. Don't get into that place where you are saying, okay, I tried, I gave myself permission to have the ice cream and I ate a whole tub. So clearly I'm not ready to be an intuitive eater. Clearly this isn't working. So I can't keep it in the house. No, you need to go buy another tub right then and there. And then maybe it happens again. Great. Go buy another tub. You need to show your body that you are not going to restrict anymore. It has to learn to trust that you are giving it permission without restriction. And eventually the novelty will wear off. And eventually you'll get to the point that I am at and you'll have to throw out ice cream because it gets so old and crystallized. True story. This happened not too long ago. There was ice cream in the freezer. We had a tub of ice cream. Honestly, I forgot it was even there. And by the time that I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll have some of this. It was like just all icy on the inside and gross. So threw it out. So the first part of habituation is changing the narrative from I can only have this if X, Y, Z, or I can only have this when or I can only have a little bit. And we have to change all of those to, I can have this whenever I want and that's okay, no guilt, because food doesn't have moral value and you do not need to feel shame for what you eat. And obviously we can talk about the health component of it. Like, you know, you might argue that eating three tubs of ice cream in one week is not healthy. You might be right about that. However, the flip side of the coin is that Going through these cycles of binging and restricting, weight cycling, where you are losing weight and gaining weight, is also not healthy. The relationship that you have with food, your food mindset, what you are thinking about what you are eating, is also not healthy if you're in that space of making foods off limits, telling yourself that you can't have ice cream because it's bad for you. We really, really, really need to just kind of like weigh the two sides of the coin here. And long term, what we're going to see is you are not going to eat a tub of ice cream every single day for the rest of your life. That is what habituation is. And this is proven. We have research to show that after repeated exposure to the food stimulus, it loses its appeal. The cravings go away because you show your body that it is not in starvation mode. This whole conversation brings us back to body respect as well. 
And that is simply acknowledging that when I eat too much of any particular food, whether it's ice cream, donuts, chicken, broccoli, I don't feel good. And that's when you start to realize things like one cookie isn't enough, but eating five makes you feel uncomfortably full or that you have more sustained energy when you eat a BLT versus getting a latte. And so when someone says, I've tried intuitive eating and I've tried letting go of food rules and I've tried just letting myself eat, but I just feel sick because of all the crap I was eating, or I just feel out of control, or I just can't do it because I only eat crappy food. First of all, I just want to say that I'm using the word crap to make it make sense for you. I don't think that that is an appropriate word to actually use when we're talking about food. Richard actually last night was, what did he say? Oh, we had charcuterie for dinner last night. And we were both like really bloated after, I think probably just because it was a lot of food that we don't normally eat, a lot more fat um, that we don't normally, like we're not really big cheese people. And we had a lot of cheese and then we had obviously all of like the charcuterie meats and uh, Richard was just saying, oh, maybe it's like the meats because there's nitrates in them and all of that crap. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't talk about our food like that. We don't say the word crap. The point of all of that is to just let you know that using the term crap to describe food is also really not helpful because it's reinforcing the belief that there are good and bad foods. But to make it make sense for you, I'm going to just keep using that word. So Back to when somebody says, I've tried intuitive eating and I've tried letting go of food rules and I've tried just letting myself eat, but I only end up eating crap. My response is, you didn't really try intuitive eating. When someone says, I'll only eat Doritos and donuts all day, like I haven't tried it, but just thinking about that, I know that that's what's going to happen. My response is, you don't fully understand what intuitive eating is. Because if those behaviors are happening, there is always a reason. Are you afraid of food being taken away? Are you afraid that you're going to give yourself permission and then it's going to be gone? Maybe you know that that's what's going to happen because that's what you've always done. Maybe you overindulge on something and then you're like, okay, I can't have this now for the foreseeable future. And then one day, you know, a month or two months down the road, you get your hands on it and the cycle repeats itself. So are you afraid that they're going to be taken away? Do you feel ashamed? Are these behaviors happening in private? Are you eating the chocolate, the cookies, the donuts in private so nobody else is seeing? Are you hiding it? Are you still trying to lose weight? Or are you afraid to gain weight? Are you eating early enough in the day and adequately fueling your body? Are you eating enough? Are you still restricting? You might not think it's possible that your body will naturally and intuitively guide you to eating nourishing foods, but I promise you it will. You guys, even now, it's so funny. I don't remember the last time I was hungover, maybe like a year ago. I don't really drink very much and I don't really need to drink very much to get to a point of me having a hangover. Um, but now, you know, I think that kind of like the narrative of what a typical hangover food is, is like McDonald's or something greasy. And I quite literally crave salads the next day. It's wild. Your body will adjust and adapt and habituate. But this is why it's so important to lay the foundation, to actually learn all of the principles of intuitive eating and have support for it. There are 10 principles of intuitive eating. There's lots. And so it's not just this idea of eat whatever you want. I was chatting with one of my clients, actually. Her name's Kelly. I was chatting with her yesterday. She's just finishing up my food freedom course. And I'm actually going to have her on the pod in a couple of weeks to share her experiences. Um, but she shared with me yesterday how grateful she is that she's no longer obsessed with dieting. She's no longer starting over on Mondays. She's not afraid of any foods. She's not beating herself up for eating crap. She is shocked that she's able to leave food on her plate and leave a meal unfinished when she's full because she has learned what hunger, fullness, and satisfaction feel like. 
She is aware of how to make her meals more nutritious and is finding herself naturally inviting more of a variety of foods into her meals without making anything off limits. She doesn't just think about what it would be like to trust her body because she does trust it. Because we didn't just talk about changes. I didn't just say, okay, just let yourself eat whatever you want and roll with it. We had tools and we had a game plan and we had education. And yes, that education is important as is this podcast. And so I guess I just want to reinforce that like listening to and gaining this information and this education and this knowledge is so important, but there aren't many students who can get through school without doing some sort of homework or some sort of review. Like there has to be action to the learning. So there has to be that game plan in place. There has to be the tools and the resources. Like you have to actually be able to put the education into practice. Kelly actually said to me yesterday that no diet has ever made her feel as good as food freedom does and that she is finally at peace with her body. And I literally get full body chills when I talk about this because it just makes me so happy to know that I have been able to help this woman who was in the dieting world, who was so encapsulated, who probably has tried every single diet, has done every single thing that you have done as well or that anyone out there has done and has lived most of her life in that space of like, okay, what's the next diet? Like, how am I going to either be healthier if that's how we're describing it, um, lose weight, whatever it may be. And now she's in that place of not being consumed of how many calories are in everything she eats. She has let go of her food rules. She is genuinely eating in a way that is nourishing and satisfying. And that is possible for every single person. Truly, I think that is what we all desire. And I think, unfortunately, we've just been led to believe that that feeling of freedom comes from living in a smaller body and managing our weight. And it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. I'm going to close out this episode with one piece of advice. So one tactical tip for you to take away from this as your launch point, because like I said, the education is important, but the action steps are even more important. So that action step, the one tactical tip for you is very simple. It is to throw everything you know about food and nutrition out the window. And I mean everything. This is one of the principles of intuitive eating. It's called challenging the food police, which is essentially calling bullshit on everything that we think we know, everything that society and diet culture tells us. And I mean everything. And this isn't to say that all of your current nutrition information is wrong. It just means that you challenge it. Get curious. Ask why. If donuts are bad for me, why? Who said that? Where did that come from? And I'll tell you right now that anytime someone says something is bad for you, that is a huge flaming red flag. You can name any single food item or meal on planet earth, and I will give you a reason that it's healthy. Anything, even donuts and Doritos. Some examples to illustrate the bullshit. We are told to eat more fruits and vegetables, right? Fruits and vegetables are healthy for you, so make sure that you get a lot of them in your diet. But then we're also told that they're high in sugar, so don't eat too many of them. But also, Spend a ridiculous amount of money on a juice cleanse that contains natural sugars that are somehow different from or better than fruit itself, because that's good for you. We also hear that whole grains are good for you, but then don't eat bread. We hear that processed foods are bad, when in reality, all foods are processed, and this rule doesn't apply to processed supplements for gut health or a detox. Maybe you avoid pasta. Let's say you, you, know, you love pasta and it tastes delicious, but you know it's bad for you. Challenging the food police asks the questions, what is so bad about it? What are you associating with pasta? Is it too many carbs, too many calories, too white, too processed? And if it is any of those things, well, then what? What do you associate those with? Weight gain? Poor health status? 
And where does that come from? If we really break it down, all of this circles back to anti-fatness, fat phobia. We're told to eat less and move more because that will result in weight loss and that will make you healthier and happier. We spend so much of our lives striving for this last point, that weight loss piece. Maybe we disguise it as health. Maybe we say that we are following a particular dietary protocol because um, we want to be healthier. And we feel like we've failed when our pursuits aren't successful for more than a couple months, when we can't comply. Maybe it's a year. You know, Maybe we're able to adhere to a diet for a year and then we quote unquote fall off the wagon. And then we have to go on another diet again. And we go through these cycles and we feel like a failure because this one didn't work. Okay, well, I'll try the next one. I'll try the next one. The next one sounds more promising. This seems more doable. Maybe it's marketed in a way that's more sustainable. We are taught to be so fixated on what is bad for us, what we can't have, what we shouldn't have, that we miss out on so many of life's experiences. We miss out on enjoying that pasta. There's this one scene, I think I've shared it in a different podcast episode. It's from Eat, Pray, Love. And it's when Julia Roberts is eating pizza and she's talking about how she's having a relationship with her pizza. She's just like really into it, really loving the pizza. I think she's in, not Nepal, Naples? Is that a place? Italy. She's somewhere in Italy. Anyways, she's loving this pizza and her friend that's sitting across from her is just staring at it in like disgust. And she says she can't eat it because she's gained 10 pounds and has a muffin top. And Julia's character, I don't know what her name is in the movie, um, but she responds by saying, well, we all do. And nobody other than you actually cares. And then she says, enjoy the pizza. And then let's go buy some pants that fit us. Every single person's body is so, so, so different. And it's just not fair to deprive ourselves of those incredible experiences of eating the pasta or eating the pizza in order to comply with these arbitrary standards of body. How many experiences have you missed out on because you've demonized food? because you have equated food to weight gain, or maybe you've given yourself permission, but not without guilt, or only because you know that upon returning home, you will immediately be starting your new diet. You know, maybe you say like, yeah, I can have the pizza or I can have the donuts or whatever, but, um, you know, starting tomorrow, I'm not going to have them again for the foreseeable future. If we really peel this back and ask where this mindset comes from, where this narrative comes from, we realize that the food police are the patriarchy systemic oppression, sexism, racism. And it might sound like a stretch to say that those societal problems have manifested in an obsession with food and body, but they have, and they've resulted in all of us living with this unwarranted fear. So all that to say, your first step is to shut them up. Nobody gets to tell you what is best for you anymore. You get to learn what feels good for you and what that looks like. And if you are like, okay, Chels, well, again, this all sounds great, but then what? I challenge the food police and then I start the habituation process. And then what? What about the other nine principles of intuitive eating? And that is all what I offer in my food and body freedom course. That is why I created it. This, this episode is a great example of why, because you can feel in control of your nutrition and you can feel confident in your body. You can unlearn diet culture and find that space of food and body freedom that my client Kelly has. And if you want that, then you want to get inside this program. Enrollment has not even opened to the public yet for the fall session. We start in October. Um, and that means that you are guaranteed a seat if you reach out now. And you are guaranteed to say, I can eat the donuts and Doritos and I can stop when I'm satisfied. You are guaranteed to get to a point of being able to have those foods in the house and know that you can trust yourself and that you will still make nourishing food choices. Kelly 
And all of the other amazing women who are wrapping up their program right now have said that this is the best investment that they have made. And you deserve that same feeling. If you have that fear, if you are living in this space of, yeah, I would love to eat what I want to eat. I would love to just not have to follow a meal plan or feel like, you know, come September, I've got to get back on track or come January, you know, I have to set some sort of a weight oriented goal. Then this is for you. So please reach out if you are in this space. Please let me know if you have any questions about anything in this episode. I am here to support you. And I, of course, wish you all of the food and body freedom. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.